Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Millman and this is episode 127, Christmas Jumpers. Hello, hello and welcome into another episode of the Shiny Bees podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm Jo, I'm your host. Back again this week with some Christmas jumper action for you. I know you're probably all a little bit sick of hearing about it already, but as you all know, I do love Christmas. I'm a bit of a fiend when it comes to everything Christmassy. I love the tack, I love the fairy lights, I love the ridiculous piles of mince pies everywhere. So to be honest it's pretty much what you're going to get until actual Christmas I reckon and today we're going to be talking about Christmas jumpers. If you are a new listener to me today, welcome in. I hope you'll enjoy what you find here. We're a very friendly bunch. And if you are a returning listener, as always, thank you so much for coming back and listening to the show again. I really appreciate you being here. It's always great fun to be hanging out with you. So before we crack into the Christmas jumper chat, I have a little nativity update for you. Last week I was telling you about uh, nativity costume dilemmas in terms of Sanimal has to go to his nativity dressed as a child from Australia. Now I did question how far I should take the whole Australia theme and whether I should be massively tongue-in-cheek and hugely stereotypical about it in the hopes that a comedy costume will destroy the entire congregation or you know, audience, I guess, if they're not in a church, from any naughty behaviour that may take place from the crazy one, because he is quite naughty. And I was advised, mostly by Lee Mitchell, in fact, to take it as far as possible. Now, I would be lying if I said I hadn't sat there, fiddling around on eBay, giving huge consideration and agonising over whether it would be indeed appropriate to send my five-year-old to the nativity dressed as a miniature Mick Dundee from Crocodile Dundee. And I have taught him to say, that's not a knife, this is a knife. Um, But I was a little bit like, it it might be a bit too far. You always want the teachers wondering whether you're joking or or whether you're being deadly serious. And if it is obvious that you're trying to subvert everything, it kind of loses its subversive feeling to me. I I always want them wondering whether I'm actually serious or not, or whether I'm actually bonkers or not. So I haven't sent him as a full-on Mick Dundee. So we've dispensed with the leather hat and the crocodile teeth, because surprisingly, they're a lot harder to come by on eBay. Although I was thinking of making some out of those really retro 1980s plastic buttons that they use on duffel coats. I was like, I could totally get some of those from the indoor market in Wigan. There's bound to be, they're bound to have them on the button stall. I can definitely get some of those and make him a little necklace like Mick Dundee. And I could get my leather hat, but it was all the rest of the gear that I would need to get as well. And I did have a tight budget of a maximum of £30. You'll be glad to hear I have spent £11 on this outfit. And um I decided instead to go and see what eBay had to offer me. And whilst they had full-size Mick Dundee costumes, they did not have them for a five-year-old, which I kind of feel like is missing 
a little bit of market there, you know. There's got to be other parents like me who are, are, are just like this. So instead, I got him a not at all stereotypical hat, you know, the little round canvas hats with the corks on. So I've got him one of those that says Australia on it. Classy, classy. He's only pulled one of the corks off so far, but I did manage to fix it again by using my darning needle for threading in my ends to put it back through the cork at half seven this morning because he was losing his mind because he's pulled a cork off it and uh, burning the end of the plastic string to make it stay on. I was quite proud of myself with that. So I've got him one of those and they came as a bulk set, somewhat unsurprisingly, with a little inflatable kangaroo with a little plastic uh, Australia flag that he can wear around his neck. Now he snapped the fastener on the flag, obviously, because it's animal, but he, he does have this inflatable kangaroo. And not to be, you know, outdone and to push it as far as humanly possible, Slash, because I still wasn't over the Crocodile Dundee theme, I did get him an inflatable crocodile as well. So he is fully spammed up. He's got a little surfing shirt with uh, sharks on that was part of his wardrobe already and some nice chinos I got him from Marks and Spencer's in the summer. Because again, you've just got to put it in that middle ground where they're like, is she just a little bit bonkers or is she actively trying to subvert the entire play by dressing a child up in a, a, a comedy costume that is close enough for us not to question? So that's where I am with that. I've been informed that uh, Britannic Majesty is Mary in the play, the junior play. And I don't need to get her a costume, but apparently there are six Marys. Six. Marys. I don't know how many Josephs there are and I'm not sure on good old um, JC how many of him they're going to roll out but it all feels a little bit Jeremy Kyle to me like I'm not sure if they're going to do a spoof it is a church school so probably not but there's definite mileage in there for a Jeremy Kyle nativity spoof if anyone was ballsy enough to do it I don't think these guys are because as we've already discussed they're a little bit 1950s but you know maybe that's a writing challenge for me at some other stage where I'm feeling particularly satirical and I can put some kind of script together for that one. So that's where we're up to with that. And as we're on that whole nativity Christmassy theme thing, as I talked about, we're going to be talking about Christmas Jumper Day. So grab yourselves a brew, get your knitting and we will crack on with the show. So the theme of today's podcast has been partially inspired by things I've seen on social and a podcast I've listened to this week and partially just due to it being a specific day that is in this week, to be honest. And I was busy getting the train into Manchester, I think, on Saturday when I noticed a post from Carrie Westerman where she shared, she reposted a post from at Fash underscore Rev, who are an organisation, a global movement basically, for greater transparency in the fashion industry, where your clothes are coming from, who made them, what conditions people are working under, in order to create a lot of the kind of fast fashion stuff that we see littered around the high streets these days and campaigning for more visibility and transparency in the way that people work in those particular industries that support that and supply chain and everything else, which is pretty cool. I think it's a really important conversation. And in that post, Fashrev shared that 
We spend as Brits in excess of £220 million on novelty Christmas jumpers every year. A quarter of which of those will end up in the bin or not worn again. And the charity shops are completely overflowing with all of this Christmas jumper tat, basically. Because that's the whole point, is they're meant to be a little bit tatty. Now, I remember a few years ago, it was a thing to like make an ugly Christmas jumper, maybe even swap them with a co-worker. But these days, there is quite a large selection in any kind of supermarket, shop, anywhere you go, they will have a selection of Christmas jumpers. And in no way am I vilifying the Christmas jumper. In fact, I have the whole broad spectrum for you today for acquiring Christmas jumpers, whether that's one that you're going to buy or it's one that you're going to make. I have you covered completely in the Christmas jumper corner today. But it was something that I shared on and something that made me think a little bit about where these jumpers come from, because it's a total thing. Like the Mill Miners have got Christmas jumper day on Friday, which is the 14th of December. And to wear a Christmas jumper, to school you don't have to wear one but it's encouraged and you know what they're like they're kids like if you haven't all got one on people are going to point and laugh at you because that's what kids do and in return for wearing a Christmas jumper to school instead of your normal school jumper you put in a donation and it goes to save the children right completely down with charity donations completely down with Christmas jumpers and Christmas spirit but unfortunately for kids and for a lot of people generally what happens is you end up going buying Christmas jumpers and a lot of them you can't really wash anyway because they're full of electronics. They grow out of them by the next year. It's too bloody hot in school to wear them anyway. It's a temperature of the sun in there. Everybody knows that's how schools work. It's always at least 30 degrees. It's not like you can really wear a jumper anyway. And if you're going out on a work deal or whatever, there's always like this temptation to be wearing enough Christmas jumper. And on the train, on the way to Manchester, there were a lot of people wearing enough Christmas jumpers, which I'm fully on board with as long as you wear them more than once, right? I'm like, I'm down with Christmas jumpers. I like Christmas jumpers, but there's Christmas jumpers and there's Christmas jumpers, right? So another story, my mother-in-law is a knitter, as you know, I've told you this before, and she knitted her brother years and years and years ago a Dennis the Menace Christmas jumper. I'm pretty sure it's made out of uh, Jamesons and Smiths um, because I'm trying to source still, like three years later, trying to source yarn to fix a hole in the arm. But the guy had been wearing this for 30 years and every Christmas he rolls it out and wears it. I'm not even sure he's washed it in all that time. But the point is, is like she made it for him and that's his Christmas jumper and he wears it every year, right? That we can all get behind. But these really cheap, nasty, fast fashion, throwaway items that you get from elsewhere, that's not really the same thing. So I'm going to try and attempt to encourage you to consider some other alternatives. Or if you, you know, if that is all your budget stretches to, if you want a Christmas jumper and you're going to have to go for the fast fashion, fast fashion acrylic to consider you to get as many words out of that bloody thing as you can. And let's face it, if it's acrylic, it's going to survive the heat death of your universe. So it will last forever. It's never degrading. So you should be fine. Like you put, Even if you wash it and tumble dry, it's going to be right, you know? So basically, what the charity shops have been saying about jumping back to Christmas Jumper Day is that they're basically overflowing with secondhand 
Christmas jumpers because everyone buys the Christmas jumper, they wear it once, drop a bit of, you know, donor meat down it and then they donate it in January when they're getting rid of all of the Christmas excess and the charity shops end up with them. And then they've got to store them for the whole year because no bugger's buying one when it's not Christmas and then they've got to try and get rid of them again. Now, instead of going to some supermarket or wherever else and buying a cheap one why not consider going to your local charity shop who will have a raft of these things because they're already saying this is what they've got. And, you know, charity shops, if they can't get rid of their stuff, they've got to pay to get rid of it. They've got to pay to dump it if they can't get rid of some of the stock or if the stock isn't good enough. So it's costing them twice. Instead, go to your local charity shop and see what you can pick up there secondhand. If you're only going to wear it once anyway, and it's just a cheap quickie for a Christmas day, then you can totally embrace that and give twice, right? You can give to the charity you're buying from and then you can make a donation to save the children and everyone's a winner. Now, on the off chance you can't find anything in your local charity shop because everyone's listened to me and they've all gone and bought them all, which would be awesome, what you could do instead is consider a British manufacturer of Christmas jumpers. I was listening to my friend Kate Hill's Make It British podcast today and the episode has only come out today, as far as I know, and it is an interview with Bavic Master. Now, this guy runs a company, a knitwear manufacturing company in Leicester, and they make Christmas jumpers. And in this, Kate talks about owning three Christmas jumpers, one of which is like a novelty 1980s hand-knitted one, and one of them is from Bavic's factory. And if you're going to buy off the shelf anywhere because you can't um, find what you want in a charity shop or whatever else, then surely it's better to go to a local manufacturer where everyone's getting paid decent wages, where there's decent health and safety, where nobody's being exploited and supporting the local economy and local businesses than going buying something from some faceless place that's cost nothing to make and, you know, isn't very environmentally sound or, you know, friendly. Once you've added air miles on and everything else, like, you could go and get a a British made jumper, British knitted jumper that's created in the UK and then that could be your roll out Christmas jumper forever. Now, obviously they are a little bit more expensive, but I wouldn't say they were horrendous. Um, you're looking at between 20 and 30 quid for one. So yes, a bit more than, than you would pay in Asda's, but it's a British made product, right? And you expect to pay more for a British made product. Sadly, they are all acrylic at the moment, but I have sent him a message on Instagram asking if he'll do a 100% wool version, because if he would, then I would be all over that shizzle. I really like how they've got some super Christmassy designs and then they've got some designs that you could wear all year round. And jumping back to Carrie's argument, which I'll come back to again in a minute, she says, why get a novelty Christmas jumper? Why not knit something that is a bit Christmassy, but you can wear it all year round rather than fashion that you wear once because that's a terrible idea. And I can totally get on board with that. And they do have a couple of designs that are just a general fair isle design that look fairly Christmassy, but are totally passable for most of winter. And that's another good alternative to the very, very novelty design. My two favourites from them are the classic Fair Isle women's jumper and the penguin Fair Isle, which has like a Fair Isle arms and it's got a little Fair Isle penguin on the front and the rest is plain and the back is all Fair Isle as well. I'll put links to that in the show note. That is at um, britishchristmasjumpers.com. 
com, I think, or.co.uk, but I will put the links to them in the show notes. But if you want to listen to that podcast, it is Make It British podcast number eight, and you can find that at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash zero zero eight, because it's a really interesting conversation where he talks about it being a family business and about 30% of the manufacturing coming from Christmas jumpers and how you can go on get your own jumpers commissioned like they get a lot of corporate people commissioning Christmas jumpers and how they do all the designs and they can create your design into a finished product and all that kind of stuff and I was totally like if you could do this in wool I would do shiny bees Christmas jumpers like all day long all day long Bavik I'd be having them but it's got to be wool So we'll see where that goes. But I thought that's a nice alternative if you've got that middle ground, right? If you want your Christmas jumper, you've poked it, you've left it too long before you've knitted something, but you don't want to be like exploitative throwaway fashion. So you could go for something like Bavik's Place, so British Christmas jumpers, right? Then you could look at it from a long game point of view. And as knitters, I like to think that sometimes we are long game people. And we all appreciate a bit of slow fashion and we all appreciate handmade stuff. And we all appreciate the thought, care and attention that goes into creating a garment with your own hands and choosing the yarns and everything else that goes into that. So I invite you to sack off this Christmas because you've porked it now, you're done, right? You've missed it. And what you could do instead is think about what you could knit for next Christmas so that you then solve your problem. You have your perfect Christmas jumper that you can wear every year like Uncle Robert wears his, or he did until I offered to fix it three years ago. Wear your Dennis the Menace Christmas jumper. I'll put a picture in the show notes for you, complete with the hole in the arm, with all the stitch markers in, ready to be sewn. You could then, if you knitted one of these patterns, you could be Uncle Robert and you could basically wear your same Christmas jumper every year for like 30 years. Guilt-free in the knowledge that you are embracing slow fashion and handmade and heirloom peace. So obviously because it's me I've picked you another seven patterns that you could consider for your Christmas jumper, your perfect Christmas jumper and I'm definitely considering one of these at least one, but maybe several. Like I wish I could knit faster because there are a lot of these that I would like to get involved with. I would be lying if I said there wasn't. So pattern pick for you, some serious, some a little bit funny of different top seven, my top seven Christmas jumper patterns for next year, basically. So pattern number one, anything by Blonde Moments. This lady is amazing. I'm assuming it's a lady. That's a big assumption. It's Well, a, a Rav, Rav name is Knitting Nana, so I'm going to assume it is a lady. But she has got a raft of novelty, proper cheesy, kind of 1980s, comic-y, uh, cartoon-style Christmas jumper designs for all different kinds of motifs. Now, she doesn't just stop at the Christmas jumpers. She has got 140 patterns covering covering some other genres, including unicorns and German shepherd dogs. But Christmas jumpers is definitely her thing. And they are bloody brilliant, right? They are like those 
remember when you were a kid and like your dad would forget someone's birthday and then you'd have to go to the paper shop and buy a birthday card from the paper shop and it would be one of those really cheesy jokey cards that's really punny um, and a bit naff in the same way that craft beer used to have really um, sexist kind of punny names uh, with women with big boobs on the pump clips before craft beer got like serious again and beards it reminds me a little bit of that but it fully embraces that genre and for that I have a huge amount of respect right they are funny they're awesome they're super cartoony including one with Santa Claus taking a dump down the chimney another one which says bar humbug with him pulling a moony and a third and this one I like because I can feel like the kind of age I don't feel like this would be necessarily that appropriate thesis, particularly given the amount of hoo-ha that's going on at the moment, reference Christmas songs. Um, one of them where he's basically flashing open his red cape and his modesty is covered by nothing but a red knitted, not a red, a gold knitted star, which, you know, public decency offences aside, right? Really funny patterns, just really kitsch, really cartoony. And if you like that kind of really tongue-in-cheek humour, really, 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 how many reallys can I say? I'm just so excited about these patterns. It is a good option, definitely. My personal favourite for a Christmas jumper is Santa on a Cute Unicorn Jumper by Blonde Moments. It is a DK weight pattern, it's £3.60 and it's an intarsia design for Santa Claus riding on a unicorn like it is a stallion and I just think it's really good fun the beast would love it I don't have time to knock it up by Friday but it could be one for her for next year assuming she's still into unicorns by then which I'm not convinced she will be but awesome design like really fun and really good laugh sort of collection of designs so like I said anything by Blonde Moments but my personal favourite was Santa on a cute unicorn jumper by Blonde Moments. Number two is the Christmas Jumper by Fiona Bennett, which was published in Love Yarn originally. It is a free pattern for an iron weight jumper, which is sized between small and extra large. It is a plain round neck jumper with a really understated, from one extreme to the other, understated patterned yoke which comes with three different designs. You can either have a Christmas pudding design that repeats around the top of the yoke. You can have a snowman design or you can have reindeer faces that have got a little button for their nose. So if you've got a button collection as well, this could be a good way to show them off. I kind of want to put LEDs in there for the noses, but again, it doesn't make it very washable. But buttons would be a good alternative. Number three. We have Christmas in July by Tannis Lavalie, which is a paid for pattern. It's $10.80 Canadian, which translates roughly to £6.70. And it's published by Tannis Fibre Arts. This is sized from baby to big. It's a fingering weight yarn pattern and it's for a patterned yoked sweater. It's a stranded yoke and basically it's a colour changing rainbow from the neck down to the bottom of the yoke. So you use a different amount depending on whereabouts in that pattern you are of the yarns, which means it is great for using up scraps of colour or any nice bits of fingering weight yarn that you've got lying around. You could use those to make your own little mini fade. Get rid of some of those mini skeins. If you've got a mini skein set, that could work. Although some of the ones at the bottom do take up quite a bit more. So you might want to stick to scraps, but 
that on top of a really nice plain neutral rest of the body makes a jumper that is super versatile so it's not specifically for Christmas you can wear it all year round even if you did it in Christmassy colours you could totally wear it all year round which is what we're getting at with these Christmas jumper things it is a 2015 pattern so the yokes weren't quite as hot then as they are now but I would definitely knit it and wear it I would probably want something a little bit more Christmassy for my Christmas jumper but if you don't want that if you're not that bold, then this would be a great alternative for you. So that is the Christmas in July jumper by Tannis Lavely. Number four, Christmas tree sweater knit along by Eulina Mirac Design. I don't know if Eulina really is a real name because it's you as in female sheep, Eulina. I wonder if it's some kind of like anagram. I don't know. But it's cool anyway. This pattern is £6 and it is a four-ply jumper for kids sized between two and four years. It's dead nice. It's a simple one-colour green jumper with coloured bobbles or craft pom-poms. It's up to you which you use for baubles. And on the front, there is a Christmas tree that's done in the texture. So it is quite understated apart from the baubles. It looks a little bit Bowden to me. I can imagine one of my friends who shops at Bowden for her kids would buy something like that as the classy alternative to a gaudy Christmas jumper. But like I said, it's a Christmas tree sweater, Cal by Yulina Marak, and it's £6. Number five, the perfect Christmas jumper by Susan Crawford. Now we've heard from Susan twice before on the podcast. I'll put links to both of those interviews in the show notes for you. And she is a knitwear historian, vintage knitwear fashion specialist, basically. And this particular jumper is in Vintage Gifts to Knit. It is £6 by itself or it's £10 for the full ebook of Vintage Gifts to Knit. And it is one for those of you who like your 1940s vintage looks. It's super cool. It's a 1940s design in red with white and with puff sleeves and a really nice button centre back placket for um, the opening to get your head through because the neck comes quite high up because it's a 1940s design but it's very delicate and nice it's a four ply so it's not not a thick jumper it's knit in four pieces and seamed and it's got fair isle and intarsia parts in it so maybe not one for the beginner beginner but something for you know an adventurous beginner or if you've got a little bit more experience then this could be an awesome pattern for you she also does a christmas junior jumper and a junior christmas cardi as well which uses some of the same motifs and it's just got a really cute kind of a couple of uh, reindeer on the front and then little motifs in white to make it look very christmassy but the thing i think sets it off is the puff sleeves they look really cool and um, you would need to be careful which yarn you use for that because you'd want something that's got a little bit of structure to it nothing with too much silk because that might flop uh, but you could use her axolana yarn which is designed specifically for vintage knitwear because um, that is a lot more crunchy and it's got a lot more body to it so definitely try and use something if you're going to do that that's got a bit more crunch i would suggest number six is the Tinsel Tannenbaum Christmas Jumper by Pennies from Devon. This is a crochet pattern. Uh, uh, uh. I know, but it's amazing, right? It is £3.60. It's a crocheted Christmas jumper in Aran Weight yarn. Now, why have I picked a crochet Christmas jumper when I don't crochet? Because it has an entire Christmas tree crocheted into the front that's made from tinsel yarn. 
And you all know how much I love tinsel yarn. There's no way I could let that get away without being featured in this particular segment. So it is amazing and I love it. That is the Tinsel Tannenbaum Christmas Jumper by Pennies from Devon. Don't forget, links to all of these and images will be in the show notes, shinybees.com forward slash one, two, seven. And finally, but by no means least, is 183.5 Seasons Greetings by Drops Design. They pick the most rubbish names, but this is quite cool. It's a free pattern for a DK weight Nordic patterned all over stranded knitted jumper in red and white. So super classic. It's sized from small to extra, extra, extra large. And the pattern looks quite cool. It's, it's seamless and the fair owl parts of it, the stranded knits continue all the way down. So they all look like they join up across the arms and stuff like that. So that makes it look really nice. It's a bit long for my liking. It is one of those bum covering ones, which when you're five foot three, nobody ever wears. But you could just either extend the pattern further down and make it into a dress, which would look quite cool, I reckon, depending on the yarn you use again, because if it is one with too much stretching, it might go very long if it's a bit of alpaca and stuff and it. it might go quite long and obviously drops do use a lot of alpaca yarns and um, if it's too heavy it will stretch it a long way or so use use a wool yarn basically that doesn't stretch too much or you could make it shorter and get rid of that whole kind of bum skirt thing that's just not that flattering um certainly for not not for someone my age anyway anyone I don't think I don't think bum covering ones with a little side splits are that flattering on anyone I think it's just something fashion people made up for us but yeah that is 183.5 seasons greetings by drops design so there you have it they are my seven jumper Christmas jumper patterns to knit for next year so this is where we get the audience participation going. Let me know. A few of you got in touch after last week's pattern pick and all two pattern picks on the bounce. Who'd have thought it? But if you enjoy the pattern picks, then you'll enjoy what I've got coming up for you later. Hashtag spoiler. And a few of you got in touch to tell me that you'd knitted certain hats out of the selection that I got, in particular the beeswax hat. And someone had literally just finished Jason's cashmere hat, which is really cool. And I really love seeing the pictures and getting some ideas of yarns and everything else like that around the stuff that you're knitting as well. So definitely if you have a knitting um, on the needles Christmas sweater project, send me, tag me in your pictures, send them to me. I would love to have a look at them, feature them in my stories and things. And if you have any other good patterns that you think I've missed that should have made it into this particular selection, then let me know as well. You can contact me info at shinybees.com or I'm at shinybees on pretty much every social media. So just tag me in and I will see it there, which is awesome. So that's all we've got time for today. I hope you've enjoyed this show, a little bit of a fun look at Christmas jumpers and hopefully I've made you think a little bit more about different options for getting your Christmas jumper and doing the whole Christmas thing without necessarily having as much negative impact or anything like that. Give you some good options, basically. We don't judge you, you know that, but giving you some options for some different stuff. So all that remains for me to say is don't forget all of the links for this episode are at shinybees.com forward slash 127 and I hope you all have a lovely week. Happy crafting and I'll speak to you all again soon. Cheers.
You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode are on the website at shinybees.com forward slash 127. And if you'd like to chat about this episode with other friendly members of the community, you can come and join us at shinybees.com forward slash community. Hope to see you there. If that's all